0: Paul McHugh has reported for the San Francisco Chronicle and other journals for more than 20 years. His focus has been on outdoor sports, resource use, and environmental issues. His first novel is Deadlines. He'll be teaching a storytelling workshop, Art of the Short Memoir, at the Henry Miller Library on Sunday, August 29th from 10 a.m. to noon. Thank you for joining me,
1: Paul. It's a pleasure, Rick. Nice to see you again. Uh,
0: Paul, let's talk a little bit about um, how journal writing, and memoir writing, and just writing down the facts of your life. Help people get a grip on what exactly a story is.
1: Uh, Yes, I think it's really important. Uh, uh, One of the things that I start with when I tell people is I help them, I want them to grasp how much we, our whole lives long, we swim through a sea of stories. And all too often, those stories are thrust upon us from the outside, and we're not trained or encouraged to bring our stories out from the inside. So we become consumers of stories. Now, people are often intimidated by the idea of a writing class, and if they really were to look uh, the process of writing dead in the eye, it actually should be intimidating because it's hard to do well. But everybody's got an inner storyteller. Everyone has you know, those things about themselves that they wish other people knew. And um, it doesn't have to be a secret, but often it is. It doesn't have to be their battle, but often it is. Um, it does not have to be you know, some pivotal moment in their own life or their ancestors' lives, but often it is. And what I try to do in the class is get people in touch with that and empower them to tell their own story. Now, along with that, they just get snuck some writing technique. But it's uh, it's it's a little uh, oblique, and so it's less intimidating. And, uh, and I find that in particular when people have been wrestling with trying to tell a story, and they finally get it out, it's a wonderful moment for them and other people in the class.
0: Well, you know, it, it strikes me that our identity is essentially a story that we tell Absolutely. ourselves. Absolutely.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you, you think we like to think of ourselves as rational creatures, you know, but only a little bit. <laughs> 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 yeah, only a little bit. And actually, uh, you know, the configuration that we are in in our lives is, uh, is, is a personal story, and it's a series of overlapping stories, narratives, where we try to find our, our place. You know, for example, I like to describe religions as competing master narratives. Um, this is not to demean religion at all, you know, that we need master narratives to make sense of the universe and make sense of our lives. You know, but that said, you know, once, once you get on you know, that moving walkway, once you insert yourself into that story, once you start to define yourself in those terms, then you have to wonder whether you're living the story or whether the story is living you
0: you know one of the things that's interesting is we kind of think of ourselves as discrete people i'm rick you're paul Mm -hmm. but actually uh, when you think about it we're not dots but we're lines and that line is the narrative the through line and i think that learning to Pull together a story. Pull together your story mm-hmm. is is a great way to just connect with your own self and, and understand where you're coming from.
1: Absolutely, you know. But you know, it's a good way to connect to yourself because a lot of discovery goes on mm-hmm. when, when you're trying to get your story out. Um, but if you think about it, um, language unites us completely. Uh, and it unites us with our ancestors, and it can unite us with our descendants, which is one of the other motives that I try to get people to hook up with in the classes. is, where are you going to leave your kids, where are you going to leave your grandkids, where are you going to leave your great grandkids? Wouldn't you like to leave them something that tells them who you are, tells them what life is like, that holds some bit of wisdom or feeling that was really important to you? I think that might be a little more important legacy than the diamond earrings.
0: Well, you know too. The way we think about people isn't again. We don't just think about uh, Grandpa Kleffel, or, or mm-hmm. we think we think about Grandpa Kleffel who sat in a room and tells a story about. You know, interviewing Paul and It was the, what, with the tinny sound over at KUSP.
1: Sure. Or Grandpa Cleffel, you know, making his way over the Great Plains, mm-hmm. you know, on foot or in the Conestoga. You know, Grandpa Cleffel, you know, maybe, uh, you know, pole vaulting over the Iron Curtain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, th- th- those are really key moments. Um, one of the other things uh, that uh, has occurred is I found that that certain things come back to life for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, there was a chap who decided that he was going to write about uh, the most important object in his life, which was this diamond ring, golden diamond ring that his father always wore. And he talked about that ring and how he remembered it as a child, and he talked about it being stored in a safety deposit box. And then he realized in the course of writing about it that that's not where it belonged got it out of the safety deposit box, had a jeweler size it, and now he wears it on his little finger, and it's like a living link with the father that he admired. And that was all through the process of him getting coming to grips with that story.
0: Now, when you teach this, this story uh, writing workshop, it, it's not just a, a psychological self-examination. You're talking about writing techniques, too, aren't you?
1: That's correct. You know, Well, storytelling you know, story is really innate in us. You know, um, the problem that people have is they've just never been given permission. You know, permission Mm -hmm. is the unobtainium of human interaction, right? (laughs) And um, and so part of the encouraging uh, process, the liberating, encouraging process, is you've got complete permission. You know, one of my little exercises is, okay, write down the three things that you can never talk about in your family. Circle one of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know? And I'm not saying that you have to write about that, but it's like when you do that, you're pulling the gate open a little bit and, um, and maybe you should write about that. You know maybe that's that's where all the energy is. I would encourage my students go where the energy is, go where the feelings are. you know that's where the great stories are.
0: You know, one thing that happens too, when you commit something down, when you actually write it down, rather than telling it. There's a translation process, and when you look at the language on the paper, maybe what you say sounds good, but when you write it down, something happens. You have to change it, and that undergoing that change in your mind as a kind of mental exercise is, mm-hmm. I think, something that's really helpful in
1: other areas other than just writing. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, you know, I've, I've tried to be a writer and a storyteller my whole life long, and uh, it's really formatted my consciousness. Uh, and it's, it's to such a degree that um, nine times out of ten, I'm, I'm engineering my dreams. You know, that, that I'm actually telling, I'm very aware that I'm telling myself some sort of a story while I'm dreaming. And uh, that, that's, a, that's a very interesting effect. Um, and I think the, the better a storyteller you are, the more aware you are of, of the story that you're telling yourself continually through the course of a day. You know, the, the self-talk that establishes our character, the self-talk that puts us in a plot, the self-talk that, that you know, takes our psychodrama and paints it in our lives, you know, that's storytelling.
0: You know, it, it's much better to be telling a story than to feel like your mind's a little hamster on a wheel running <laughs> yes. out of control.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and, and you know, these the stories can become more and more and more powerful. At the same time, you realize, uh, as you become a better storyteller, you realize how much of life is coming at you in the form of stories. You know, I we mentioned, you know, religion as a master narrative. Um, think about you know the the secular faith of materialism, where we get these commercials and ads, which are like little stories, little sermonettes, you know that we're inundated with, and the whole point is, if you want to be saved, buy the stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know too a lot of people who are interested in storytelling you know their own personal stories do find their ways in, into being writing so so talk about um trans transmuting what you what you've experienced in your life into mm-hmm. something that's fictional which is something that you've done with your novel deadlines
1: yeah Um, you know, it it doesn't take, uh, one of the things, I'd like to return to the metaphor of dreaming a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, like some people, it was was fashionable when I was studying psychology, you know, back in the 70s, to uh, behaviorists was in full bloom, sort of like the corpse flower, you know, and and they thought of dreams as static, essentially, you Mm -hmm. know, that it's just, but I've come to the conclusion, as Jung did, that we do the same thing in dreaming that we do in life which is try to make sense of things, you know, try try to put things into narratives, try to remember things and and so forth. Um, When you take the events of your life, I I try to tell people that it's not as important to be factually correct in every detail when you're telling a story of your life as it is to tell a good story. And the reason is, is something that Picasso said he said everybody knows art is not the truth rather it is a lie that helps us realize okay and so when you are telling a story even a story about your life as long as the main thrust the emotional truth is adhered to and as long as that is true then you can do other things like put a three act structure on it you know a beginning a middle and an end you can do things like have a theme have a contrapuntal theme. You can have complex characters. One of the great things I do, I, and I really th- have a lot of fun with, is try to think of your own parents as complex characters. Think of yourself as a complex character. By that I mean virtues and vices. I mean, let's let's make a complete human being here. and And just thinking about your parents or yourself as a character, it can also be very illuminating. Boy, that's a really great idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, to, to see the people around you or yourself as a as a character in in literary terms, mm-hmm. it, it 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 strikes me that literary characters, as we un- our understanding of literary characters,
1: is a very sophisticated form of psychology itself. Absolutely, um, you know, I, I'm really happy with deadlines and you know the the, the novel that we're mm-hmm. talking about. But I did one thing with my main character, en route to making him both a hero and an anti-hero, is I tried simultaneously to make him both obnoxious and charming. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that a few people who have read the book have only found him ob- obnoxious, <laughs> you know, um, which, is, which is too bad, you know. But, um, uh, but if he did not have his dark side, if he did not, if people weren't repelled by some aspects of him, he would not be able to have a redemption arc of any sort, mm-hmm. you know. A- and so, you know, the same is true of ourselves. You know, it is our flaws, you know, that where you know th- that uh, can illuminate what we need to work on. And wouldn't you want to have something to work on? It'd life's rather boring otherwise. You know, um, my friend uh, uh, Matty Canseco just told me one time, and I've never forgotten. He said, "It is." Um, the flaws in the roof of the ruined chapel the, is the place where the light comes in. That's a really interesting <laughs> observation.
0: <laughs> and, and you know, too, a- as we write down something, and, and uh, I, I mean, like, you know, actually just with a pen or on mm-hmm. a little sort of notebook or whatever. That act of writing down and transmuting our thoughts and our spoken, you know, conversations into written words, that's a, a process by which we can
1: um, realize who and where and what we are. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know, the, the, I said, you know, language unites us, um, and uh, it's, it's very hard to think without language. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about conceptually. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, part of what you do when you're trying to tell your story is you're restoring power to language. You're you're making words mean something again, and you're making them uh, mean things that are quite personal, and hopefully quite potent. Um, and uh, you know, so much of language. Is abused and demeaned by not only you know we did use advertising as one example. I mean, just take a look at political discourse, mm-hmm. you know, which uh, Orwell pointed out so well in his Newspeak uh-huh. idea, you know is is that um, we, we use more and more words to say less and less, and that's you know part of how we're controlled. So part of owning the storytelling process is about owning words, owning language, mm-hmm. cleaning it up, making the words potent again.
0: Talk about how you create uh, an atmosphere in your class where, this, where the students, your, your, you know, students can um, bring that
1: language out. Mm. Well, the first thing is um, you, you want to establish a feeling of community, mm. okay? Because community is safe. If, if people feel uh, isolated in the classroom, then um, they're not going to take as many risks as they will if they feel supported both by the teacher and by the people around them, okay? So we, 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 that, that's mostly just a matter of uh, you know, saying that we, we're going to use this spell, okay? We're going to use this spell to create a safe place for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I talk about... Uh, I, it, there, there's a part of um, uh, restoring the power and intimacy to language that people resonate with. Um, I think people are bored by boring conversations. People want interesting conversations. If you have a room full of people and say, we're going to have interesting conversations, pretty much people will leap at the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once, once we start messing with the uh, story topics, the individual story topics, and, um, and people see that, that not only the teacher but the other students in the room are keenly interested know that that's a real breakthrough moment. and um that's when uh, and especially when people are trying to help each other tell their story, that's another key moment and and it just it just builds now, what I've done before uh, in classes is have six two hour sessions mm-hmm. you know where where you end up at the at the the end of that with uh, usually quite a product and and, and quite a progression, personal and and literary. What I'm doing at the Henry Henry Miller Library is one two-hour session. Mm -hmm. What will we accomplish in that is uh, basically crack the egg, crack the ice, you know, get started on the process. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I will transmit some key tips on storytelling and accessing your own story. it's, it's, it's a launch, it's not the entire voyage, um, but any, uh, some of the people that have contacted me about the class have told me about their troubles getting started, mm-hmm. so this is about getting started, and it's, it's about helping uh, everyone you know, get up and, and rolling and, and, and feel good about diving into the process the most important step in a journey is the That's first right. step. Right, right. The, the most important step in getting, reaching the pool is that bounce on the end of the diving board. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> and you can take that step into writing a short memoir with Paul McHugh on Sunday, August 29th from 10 a.m. to noon at Henry Miller Library. And you can sign up at henrymiller.org. Thank you for joining me, Paul.
1: It's been my pleasure.